0: Good morning friends how's it going this is Ashley daily encouragement by the time you guys hear this episode it will be february 10th that is a pretty amazing day it is mine and my husband's 19 year anniversary today you guys so that's pretty awesome babe if you are listening to this episode today happy anniversary you are most amazing and uh, i'm so so glad that we are doing this journey together called life and uh so yeah you guys take the time to celebrate days like that, you know, to reflect on the progress that you've made, you know, how you've transformed as a person, you know, me and my husband talking a lot about that, especially with marriage, how, you know, he reminded me a couple weeks, weekends ago, because I was really going through some things. And he's like, you know, babe, you got to remember, you know, first he asked me a question. He's really good about that. He's like, who, what relationship in the Bible is always constant? And obviously, like, the Sunday school answer for me was, like, you know, Jesus Christ, right? He's like, yeah, okay, obviously. But just the the husband-wife relationship. You know, that is the one relationship that you're going to take with you wherever you go in every season of your life. Um, That is the one that will always, always be there. And, you know, that, I was like, wow, that is so true. You know, because I, at the time, had really believed that every single person in my life will always go with me. But if that's not true you know things are gonna happen right we're gonna people are gonna grow apart uh people are gonna, gonna move sometimes people die uh relationships dissolve things happen man and so i think it's so important just to grasp that reality and it's a hard reality and I, you know sometimes i'm like i don't want to accept that reality because you know i don't ever want people to think that you know. Um, like you don't, you know that I don't want people in my, my life or whatever. But it's, that's not true. The truth is, the truth is, not everyone can be around forever. You guys, I already know that. I've shared with you. I've already lost my both my parents, biological my parents, step parents. You know they're gone. I've lost, you know, just a lot of people in my life. You know the whole thing with my old church. I don't have anybody and any of those people in my life anymore. Right? I mean, seasons change. People have a purpose in your life up until a point. And then, you know, sometimes you had a ceiling with that person. Um, if you're growing and transforming and they're not, or they're growing and transforming and you're not, then you're naturally going to, uh, you know, grow apart from each other. And so, you guys, it's just a natural thing. But he just reminded me of that. And so I just thought it was really, really sweet. So if there's anybody else out there that's married, just remember, you know, really your marriage is the only relationship you're going to take with you in every season of your life. And, um... You know, that, that relationship is going to change us. You know, that, like my husband says, you know, the mar- that marriage is supposed to be that relationship that does give you, that does meet all your needs. You know, um, you can't be looking for certain needs to be met outside of the marriage relationship. Try to get a met-, a met in marriage first. If you're not, then, you know, maybe that's a red flag, you know, that maybe that's something that has to get worked on. So anyway, you guys, let's just jump into this thing today. We've been talking about so many heavy things, you guys, we've been talking about you know, who we got to be, you know, our characteristics that we got to have. You don't have to have them perfectly. You just have to possess them to a certain degree, right? With those characteristics we talked about, we talked about vulnerability and what that is and shame and judgment and condemnation. And we talked about the different schemas, right? The different thought patterns and grooves that can get ingrained in your brain as a result of the environment you grew up in and how you learn to respond to excuse me lack of love or you know just our parents not being fully aware oh my gosh excuse me you guys excuse me our parents not being fully aware of how they are being with us and how that's impacting us as people and so um you know and those you guys didn't have any control over that when you were growing up right you were brought into an environment and you just had to learn how to deal with it and survive but then as we become adults we maybe begin to realize some of the Struggles we're having, some of the holes we find ourselves in, struggles in relationships, and you know, if we really want to grow and change as people, we got to be willing to face um, that target area, that target that oh, I can't talk to you guys, that area of your life that's wanting attention. If there's pain in your life, that is an area in your life that needs attention. You've got to be able to face it. Start asking yourself some really good questions, and um, you know, being able to untangle. Okay, who told me this? Where did it come from? What am I struggling with? What do I really believe? What do I need? You know, and just walking yourself through that process, you guys. So, you know, in all of, like I said, all the things that we go through as children, you know, and the different dynamics that we're in, they, they, it shapes our perspective. And we're going to be talking about that today, you guys. We're going to be talking about how important it is to be self-aware and, you know, acknowledging the difference between your perception in actual reality okay you have to know the difference between how you perceive something and then the reality that's presented presented to you you know those are two different things God is the ultimate reality his truth what he says is the ultimate reality however your perception doesn't always say that that's true God right you don't we don't always agree with God with what he says you know it takes it's a process to get from you know our thoughts to his thoughts in that way to kind of be aligned with him and that's okay God is not afraid of our ignorance <laughs> um, we should be afraid of it to a degree right in a sense of okay if we keep having these bad outcomes and these things that we don't like asking the question Wow what am I lacking in my life what do I need so I can have better results but anyway you guys God's not intimidated by what we don't know. He created us that way. We're not we were not born all knowing. We were made in his image, as far as we can, you know, we can be like him, we can feel like him, we can create like him, we can think and reason, but you're not supposed to be apart from him, right? You're not supposed to do all that alone, apart from God. You know, you're supposed to do it with that dependency upon him, right? Realizing that you need him, you need his love, you need his grace, you need his wisdom. And then he gives that to you, and then you know you you're blessed and you're free, because uh, you know you're operating really in the place that God intended all along, right? Before you know the serpent deceived Eve, and before they decided to let a created being rule over them, right? The serpent was a was a beast of the field or whatever, right? It says Adam and Eve were were, were commanded to rule over that, and they didn't. And so you know when you get back to that place of knowing your place and your function, you know there's a certain freedom that comes with it, a certain peace. And um, it's pretty amazing, you guys. So anyway, let's talk about our perception versus reality today. So you guys, here's the truth of the matter. And this took me a while to understand. And I'll give you guys a story to kind of help you get a a better picture of what I'm talking about. So most people don't respond to reality, but their perception of reality, okay? Your perception is how you see things. All right. And how do you see things? It Was all formed. You know, what happened to you as a kid, your biggest memories that you have, you know, what did you, what have you come to believe as a result of certain things that have happened to you in your life? You know, name some big events in your life, good or bad, whatever it is, right? What did you come to believe as a result of that experience? How did you respond to that? What did you believe about people? What, what belief did you form about God? What belief did you form about yourself? as a result of the experiences that have happened to you in your life that's really really important you guys and that's going to form your perception and your lens that you see life through okay so the only way a person can change the reality is to question how their perception um how how that that perception came in the first place right have a spirit of inquisitiveness if you want to change how you see things you got to start questioning all right um, how did how did you begu- began how did you end up believing what you believe currently right now that's shaping your reality so let's, let me give you a little illustration as far as how people respond more to their perception of reality versus reality in itself so I don't know if you guys have ever heard this story before but it's a really really great picture so there was this guy sitting on a train He was reading a paper, you know, a professional dude, just on his way home from work, reading, trying to relax, all this kind of stuff. Well, along with him on this train is a guy sitting there. He's got a couple kids. The kids are running up and down the aisle, just being really obnoxious. Um, You know, the dad's just sitting there, not doing anything about it. You know, just being really quiet, just minding his own business. Completely, you know, looks to be like he's unaware of what his children are doing and how they're you know, being um, disruptive to other people, okay? So the guy that's sitting there reading his paper, you know, um, is getting really frustrated watching this whole thing. You know, like, what the heck? Why isn't this guy dealing with his kids? These are his kids. They should be sitting down on a train, not running up and down the aisles and yelling and being loud or whatever, right? And so this guy's getting frustrated that this guy's not responding to what's happening, right? It's like, get your kids, get them under control. Make them sit down and, and relax, make them chill. So after watching this for, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes, the guy finally just can't take it anymore. He gets up, approaches the guy that's sitting there, the father, and goes, dude, what the heck is your problem? You need to get up. You need to deal with these kids. They're running all over the place. You know, you need to handle this. And the guy's sitting there and he's really quiet. And he's like, oh man, you know what? I'm really sorry. He's like, we just got back from their mom's funeral and I don't even think you know, they realize what happened. I don't, I still don't even know how to process all of this. And I'm really, really, really sorry. And I'm just trying to, you know, figure out how I'm supposed to live my life and what are these kids gonna do without their mom. I just, I really don't know what to do. I'm just still in shock. I'm, I'm really sorry about this and I'll, I'll do my best to take care of the kids. How do you think that the guy who approached the father How do you think his perspective shifted once he got the information that he wasn't aware of? How do you guys respond when you think something in your mind is the way it is and all the evidence seems to be pointing to your conclusions and your perspective until all of a sudden you are hit with information that completely blows your conclusions and assumptions out of the water? Have you ever had that experience, you guys? I totally have. And, you know, that's the point of me bringing up this story is, are you willing, you know, to realize or just acknowledge that the way you see things isn't always the way that things are? That you, most more than likely, are just responding to the information that you have until you start to ask the question. And I think probably next week, you guys... Well, maybe not next week, the following week. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I really want to start talking about communication. I know I've been bringing that up in the podcast and we're going to get to that. But being willing to ask the question, you know, and how do you think that guy responded? Once he heard that, I mean, if you're a human being with any type of compassion, you're going to be like, wow, man, you know what? I, I apologize for approaching you like that. You know, um, how can I help you? You know, tell me about her. You know, how are you feeling? How was how what happened? You know, ask some questions you know, be inquisitive. Right. And so as as human beings, you guys, it's really important that we learn to at least become aware of that, you know, so we can be open to new perspectives and new information that is going to come our way as a result of asking questions, you know, and asking God, God, how do I break free from this limited way? I see things. How many of you out there want to do things with your life? Want to accomplish things? you know, want have dreams. Maybe you don't have dreams anymore. You know, I was that Christian for a while too, you guys. I didn't think, I thought it was worldly to have dreams. Um, you know, I talked about that in the the first life coaching podcast that I did, but you guys, I've been there, done that, you know, but when you read God's word and he goes, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Right. And we read all this and you know, there's some Christians out there that, you know, kind of twist it up and say, Oh, you know, don't don't just serve God for selfish reasons and prosperity and all this kind of thing. I'm sorry, you guys, but when Jesus said, I've come to give you life and have it abundantly, I'm going to take him up on that. You know, however that's going to look for me, it's between me and him. And however that's going to look for you, it's between you and him. You know what I mean? Who doesn't want a better life than what they have? I'm not saying don't be content. Remember, we talked about that on Revelation Revamp. Contentment is not accepting defeat. Contentment is accepting the present peace, Right? So that's that's something we can always take with us, no matter what. You know what, Lord, I know things are going to get better. Help me to just accept your present peace, the present moment, and not be worried about tomorrow and what's going to happen and all these things that we do, you know, because we're uncomfortable with uncertainty, you know, we're uncomfortable with accepting reality without judgment. Are you guys, have? do you guys struggle with that? I do, most definitely. I want to have a sense of control in my life and knowing that things are going to work out this way or be that way. But you know what I'm realizing more and more part of the journey is just accepting the present reality without judgment. You know what, Lord, just because it happened this way doesn't mean that that's the end. Right? Help me to be open to whatever you're going to bring into my life because I know whatever you bring is going to be good. God knows what we need. Right? That's why it's really, really important to you know keep yourself underneath his authority and his lordship in your life and be submitted to him knowing that his intentions for you are great they are good he only wants good for you so anyway um so do you guys see how your perspective can completely shifts when you become aware of information that you didn't currently have this is the process of becoming more true being shrewd is not a bad thing you guys What did Jesus say? Be um, innocent as doves and shrewd as snakes or something like that, you guys, right? As shrewd as the serpent was and cunning. Okay, be able to be perceptive, to look at things from more than one angle, all right? Especially from the world around you, you guys, there's, you know, I think there's more than 6.8 billion people on the planet now. I think there's more. I should look it up. But if that's the case, and if every single person is made in the image of God, That means you can learn from 7.2 billion perspectives out there to a certain degree. Every single person has value, regardless of the things you see on the surface, right? The character that they display and the things we get upset about. If we're really super honest and humble, we're not always who we expect other people to be. You know, is it super realistic to hold such high expectations and standards upon people that you're not even willing to live by on your own? God forgive us for being so prideful in that way and not being willing to work on ourselves. At the end of the day, you guys are only responsible for you. You're not responsible for other people. And I used to think I was for a very long time, right? I'm I'm a Christian. I gotta be a good example. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. It became such a point that I was so worried about my Christian image and reputation and looking a certain way that I completely lost touch with the things that God redeemed me from that make me human. To connect with the people I want to connect with, I started sh- I started not sharing certain parts of my life and not tar- talking about certain things because you know you're not co- you're not supposed to cause your brother to stumble, right? So then I would just limit myself to certain topics or certain things around certain people. Now I understand there's a certain level of maturity that comes with that, but at what point do you- do people have to make a choice for themselves if they want to grow up? If that makes any sense, you can't live so filtered. And just so like, oh, okay, all in the name of, I don't want to cause people to stumble. You know what I mean? How much power do you really have in somebody else's life? I mean, at what point is it their responsibility to understand, okay, is this good for me or is this not good for me? You can't make that decision for somebody else at the end of the day either. People, adults, I'm talking to adults here, I'm not talking to children, all right? You have to be able to ask yourself, is this good for my life or not in the context of it? You have to be the judge of that. Don't wait for someone else to validate a decision that only you have the authority to make, you know? And and John talks about that. I think it's verse John or something. He goes, you don't need anybody to teach you. You have the Holy Spirit. At what point are believers going to get to that point where they can say, you know what? I do have the Holy Spirit. I got to learn to trust that in my life. Lord, give me, let me start to grow this wisdom inside myself. You guys, you know, that's all wisdom is. It's knowing, you know, being aware of your intentions, your own highest regard. Wisdom is relationship information to yourself. That's all wisdom is. Wisdom is not knowing for somebody else. It's knowing for you first. That's true wisdom. Can you, you know, look at your life through your own lens and discern your own outcomes and discern the things that you need to change? And can you... You know, ask God to give you what you need and begin to integrate that new new perspective or information into your life so you can become a whole person again. You know, we're whole. It's just some of us are, are hurt, right? We need to be healed. So are you acknowledging how you not being healed is interfering with your perspective? You know, a lot of times that's what happens. Was it not in the state of injury that Adam and Eve were in, that whole, you know, thing with accusation and blaming each other is what got them into trouble. Right? And then they got they gotta start over again once they each got their own covering. They confronted God confronted them and talked to them and you know, now they felt like, okay, cool, we don't have to hide anymore. So, you know, God gave us this, He, you know, walked us through what happened, what we were thinking, who told us that, okay, this is the consequences for it. But now we don't have to hide from God. We don't have to hide from each other anymore. You know, it's going to, recovery is going to take time, but you've got to be recovered or you're always going to be just, you know, walking around in that state of, you know, blaming other people and being afraid. You know, the God didn't create us. You guys, He says He has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, of love, and a sound mind. So, um, are you guys becoming more shrewd in perspective, you know, in regards to understanding that you, you only, of most people, Only respond to reality through their own perspective and not reality itself. Because let me tell you something. If people actually responded to reality, there would be a lot more people uh, knowing who Jesus Christ was. I'm just saying. Right? he's the way, the truth, and the life. And if people truly respond to reality, why in the world are they not receiving the grace of forgiveness and the redemption that he came to give them? You know what I mean? And I I know a lot of people say, well, God's only chosen certain people. No. I'm sorry, y'all. It says that God did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world through his son. God did not just choose, you know, particular people and throw everyone else out. I mean, that's how I would look at it when people talk like that. I'm like, no, people get to choose whether they are going to accept what he has come to give them. Right? Can you accept the fact that you need forgiveness and redemption? Don't worry about everybody else. You know, and I wonder if a lot of people do that too. Oh, well, God didn't choose me, so I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, continue to you know think destructively and ruin my life and then blame god when really you know i think the way we talk about you know these things sometimes is super misleading you know we're not the judge you know we can't speak of things like that because we really don't know all i'm saying is that god says that he didn't come send the son to condemn the world i'm saying the world means every single person in the world you know and let him be the judge and let's just assume that God wants to save everybody. Isn't that a better assumption? I'm just going to assume that God wants to redeem every single human being on this planet. And as a result of that belief, it's going to keep me from being judgmental and critical of other people. Right? Come on, how do you want people to look at you? Do you want people to look at you? Oh, God didn't choose you, like, all arrogantly. And, and that's so frustrating, especially when they don't know. Right? What You, you tell me what sin... What thing have you done that's gonna separate you from the love of God? You you tell me, well, name one sin that God can't handle, right? We, we talk about it all the time. Come on, you guys. I'm being serious about this, you know? Sometimes the way we uh, communicate, you know, God to other people is very, very disheartening, right? When, especially when we say, oh, you know, only certain people are chosen or whatever. You know what? Focus on yourself, man. Get some self-control, that's the fruit of the spirit. Prove you have the, the fruit of the spirit. By just being staying in your lane, yo. Like, for real, you guys. I'm talking real deal today. It's super important, you guys. We we don't want to mislead people, you know, from certain things like that. You only are responsible for your injuries, your pain, your life, your results, your progress. Yes, you can influence other people. But you better be careful how your perspective is influencing or not influencing other people. (laughs) You know, I saw this lady last night. I was at Walmart. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, I was walking into the bathroom and uh, she was talking. So, you know, she's talking to this other worker and she's like, I work here too, you jack. And she's calling him names. She's cussing at him. And like, this, you could tell this guy's getting really frustrated. And she she's like, she wasn't working there for the day. She was there with her husband or whatever, but she was just calling him nasty names. And I'm thinking, wow. Okay. So this is your coworker and this is how you talk to him. You guys, I mean, is that how what we're doing in the body of Christ. Is that how we're going to talk to our brothers and sisters Right, We're gonna like try to one-up people. I'm like, are you trying to have influence with people? Do you, is that really gonna influence somebody when you when you talk to them like that? I don't know, you all be the judge of that. Do you wanna be around people like that? I sure the heck don't. People like that, that are super negative, just ugh. It's just so gross. It's like, how do you even like deal with yourself by speaking to another human being that way, the way she was? I was just like, wow. So anyway, you guys, let me continue on here. So what gets in the way though, right? What can keep us from seeing when you are seeing and hearing when you are hearing, have you ever heard what someone was saying? Their lips are moving, but you're not hearing them because you're not listening. You guys, have totally done that. I've talked, I, I talk over people at times, you know, I'll get like in my deal instead of just actually slow down, just slow down, Ashley, and listen. Right. Um, You know, so pay attention to that. Pay attention to your habits. You know, you guys, I'm doing it too. I'm not sharing anything with you that I'm not going through myself or have not gone through. You know, this is part of the journey. You know, if you want to go from uh, living, you know, a slave to being free and living out your God-given purpose. These are the steps and the realizations we have to integrate into our life. So what's going to keep us, excuse me guys, what's going to keep us from being more shrewd? And growing and developing and opening ourselves up to other perspectives, right? Realizing that our way of seeing things is not always reality, right? So let's go to Matthew 13, 14 really quick, you guys. And this is what Jesus says. He goes, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. Semicolon. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. for this, For this people's heart has become callous. Semicolon they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn. And I would heal them. I was like, wow, Lord, that's crazy. You know, why don't you hear? Why don't you hear? Like when God, you know, it says your heart is like soil and he sends his word out and you don't hear certain things a certain way, you know, It all goes down to the heart of the matter. He goes, your your people's hearts have become callous. What's callous mean, you guys? Thickened and hardened as the skin by function, by friction or pressure. You know, callous is on your feet. Thickened and hardened as the skin by friction or pressure. Okay, so friction and pressure cause people to be callous. Okay, so friction and pressure in life and environments, that can cause someone to be callous. Um... Here's the other definition, hardened and feeling, insensible, unfeeling. So people who are callous are unfeeling. They're not vulnerable. Remember we talked about being vulnerable means to feel. Being callous means you don't feel. How many people don't want to feel these days? They don't want to feel their emotions. They don't want to feel, they don't even want to hear about how they are impacting other people. They don't even want to hear it. They don't want to see it, right? They just want to stay in their in their way of doing things, you know. God forbid we get like that, you guys. You know, how think about the impact? I mean, think, if we're like that with other people, I mean, God forbid we're like that in our own homes with our children and our spouses. Like, dang, Lord, forgive us for being so callous. Lord, give us living water. Soften us back up, man. Holy moly. Okay, and then what did it say with hard? What does hard mean? Solid and firm, incessant, incessant and consistency. Not easily, um, what's that say? Not easily receiving and, oh, not easily receiving indentation or impression, right? No one can make an impression upon you or indent on you, right? Because you're so hard. No one can impact you. You don't... Come on. Why do you think the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were struggling? It didn't matter what Jesus said. His words did not penetrate their hearts in the way that he wanted it to. Because of whatever they believed. Just because what, what they believed, did that change the fact that what Jesus said was true? Just because their uh, perception didn't line up with it? Did that, did that make Jesus a liar? Because the Pharisees and the teachers of the law... And in them didn't come to the conclusions of who they thought that he was. And think about the people that were around Jesus too. You know, when they would say, man, where has this man gotten all this wisdom? Right? They said that at the very end of chapter 13, you guys. They asked, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers, sisters, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. Isn't that pretty sad that... Uh, They didn't think, oh, well, because we know you, you can't have wisdom like that. We know who your mama is. We know who your daddy is. We know who your cousins are, you know, your brothers and sisters. How can you have all that wisdom? I'm like, wow, they had a really high view of each other. You get what I mean? So their people's perspective also, right? Like they think they know you by what they see, hear, and read. They weren't open, right? And that's their own bad luck. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking and feeling and what they went through that cause them to, you know, think so highly of themselves in that type of way where, you know, oh wow, you have wisdom. How could you have that? I know who your parents are. I'm sure people would think that about me, right? How could you know this anything Ashley came from alcoholic family, you know, dysfunction, homelessness, you know, all this you had a baby when you were 16. You know, that was stupid and uh all this other crap you guys, there's so many things in my life, right? I went to juvenile hall. All these things that you can look at my life and say, yeah, you're not qualified. You guys, thank God that he does not look at us the way the world does, you guys. You guys, I better get off this podcast. I've got 10 seconds left. You know, maybe I'll go ahead and uh, stop this and and just one more final thought here, you guys. I'll be right back. All righty, friends. So just really, really quick, you guys. I know this has been a really hard... Uh, Podcast, Super just, you know, oh man, it could feel really heavy, you guys. But I'm telling you, if you can just open yourself up to the fact that you don't always respond to reality, but your perception of it and be willing to change your perception because you guys, life is all in perception. Why do you think people don't do the things in their heart they know they want to do? Because of how they're perceiving themselves, perceiving other people and perceiving God. Your perception will keep you from the life that you know you want to have. So why not be willing to change it? Because perspectives can change. Information is, is gonna be helpful, right? Was it not the new information that the guy got on the train that helped him look at this guy from a different angle, a different perspective? And I'm sure it might've softened his heart. Hopefully it did. I mean, if you got any type of compassion for people that you know go through struggle and, and lose people that they love, you know, especially recently with Kobe Kobe Bryant passing away with his daughter and, and you know, all those people that died on the helicopter. You know, just it's like, wow, Lord, oh man, you could just feel that pain. If you've had anybody die in your life, you know that feeling of loss, right? And Jesus says, Mourn with those who mourn, you guys. And so it's important to, you know, just be relatable, be relatable to people like that. Still feel, don't ever lose your sense of that, right? Because you're gonna get a hardened heart, you're gonna get callous. And no one will ever be able to make an impression on you, not even God himself. And who's going to be responsible for that at the end of the day, right? We can't blame God for the things that we're not willing to look at and face in ourselves. And here's the thing. God has given us everything we need to not have a hardened heart. Even if we do, right, what does he give to us? He gives us, he'll go, he'll give you water, right? He'll give you living water. He'll give you everything that you need, you know, um, even just being honest sometimes. Yeah, Lord, I do have a hardened heart. Some parts of our heart have rocks in it right you know the the rocks and the, the those hardened places but god is able to penetrate even through that okay so we have to realize that um we all have it we all have weeds we all have rocks we all have things in our heart and god is the ultimate gardener he knows what needs to go what needs to stay and we just got to trust him that uh he will bring us through this process you guys because he wants us to make progress he wants us to use our skills and talents he wants us to make an impact in the world. Um, our job is to you know, preach the gospel, right? Your life is the gospel, yo. Your life is a gospel in the fact that God redeemed you for certain things, certain mindsets, certain mentalities in your life, shame, sin in your life, whatever it looks like for you. I can't point out your sin. All I can ask you to do is look for indicators of shame in your life, where you feel like you can't be loved in your life if they knew something about you. Oh, God can't love me if he knew this because of this. Well, it says, while you were still a sinner, he died for you. So bam, now what are you going to say about that? Right? Oh, well, you know, that's not true because of this person. Okay, that's people. People who are not all-knowing. Congratulations. You realize you cannot make man your judge. They don't have all the information that God has. God has all the information about you, and he don't even treat you the way that we deserve to be treated. And the way that man will still treat you pretty crappy when they have certain knowledge of you. Right? You know, you try to like, especially if you try to tell them, you know, like, and then they use it against you or whatever. By the way, you don't need people like that in your life anyway. Those people aren't trustworthy. You know, if you can't be real with somebody and they turn around and, and use it against you and attack you or whatever, you know, or if they're, or if they're not vulnerable, that's the other thing. If, if you're trying to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to be vulnerable with you, then that's already a red flag. You're going to get manipulated by people like that. Anyway, um, on the end of the last segment there, we were just talking about how uh, people had a certain perception of who they thought Jesus was because they knew the people he had come from, right? We know this is the Carpenter's son and this is Mary's and this is this and that. They thought they knew who Jesus was based on his environment. But it says Jesus' own brothers didn't even believe in him at times. So you guys can't use that. It's not always, it's not a full picture, you know? And so anyway, you guys, um, I I hope you guys got some uh, value out of this podcast today. Uh, Realize that your perspective is not always reality and being open to allowing your perspective to change and giving yourself the grace and that you need from god the grace and the love of god to go through that it can be very painful when you're having when you're getting your perspective changed it can feel like an identity crisis a lot of people have their identity and their perspective this is just who i am and how i think okay well if your life isn't going the way you want it to you might want to change that I'm just saying, you guys, and we can, and there's no shame in the change. That is where life is going to happen, you guys. So I'm going to get off this podcast. I need to start, I need to go, you know, start my day with my children. We're going to have breakfast. We're going to do some homes. We're going to homeschool today. We're going to just be, you know, talking and learning and loving each other and growing and developing as people. And I absolutely love that I get to do this with my kids and you know, I uh, I hope you guys enjoy your life. I hope you guys are appreciating the season that you're in. God has a purpose for it right now. Um, you just got to figure out what that is and, you know, get your joy back. You know, get your contentment back. Um, contentment is peace in the present moment. So if you don't have peace today, ask God, what the heck, Lord, why not? You, you gave me life so I would have it abundantly. Help me to find that today. What in my mind do I need to change? How do I need to look at this differently, Lord, to find the life you came to give me? So anyway, friends, I love you so much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and I will see you guys tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to be talking about. Actually, yes, I do. Um, We're going to be moving from, you know, perception and reality, and then we're going to start going into basically self, right? What is self-worth? What is self-esteem? You know, what is the difference between those things that you hear about all over the news and psychology? And you got to work on your self-esteem and you got to do this or that. I want want to bring some clarity to that for you guys, you know? So we're going to be talking about those things the rest of this week. And then I think after... um, I was going to say, maybe next week, am we I getting some communication? We'll see how it goes, you guys. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's either going to be communication and then maybe the nature of, you know, starting to fall into the hole in your, um, in your life. And that's all going to play. And you guys, this will all make more and more sense as we go. So I love you guys. Have an awesome rest of the day. And I will see you next time.